Hello and welcome to Prodcast, the number one podcast for product teams. The Prodcast podcast is dedicated to bringing you key insights and learnings from the world's finest product managers and product leaders. The only sustainable competitive advantage in your career is to continually learn and grow. And the Prodcast podcast is all about democratizing shared learning for product teams. On today's episode, I sat down with Greg Prickrell, founder of Prickrell Consulting and former senior product manager at IBM, Microsoft, and SAP. Greg shares why product managers should be much more involved with architecture discussions than we probably think we should. If you're thinking to yourself that you're not technical enough, think again. Greg shares incredibly practical steps to make approaching architecture easy and how taking those steps can make lasting impacts on your business. This is such an underserved topic and I'm excited for you to hear what Greg has to say. So let's get started. Hey, Greg, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So to kick things off, could you give a a quick introduction of yourself and your background and and what you're doing today? Sure. I've been doing product management for about 20 years now. Before that, I was a consultant. I was an engineer. Uh, I've worked at IBM. I spent some time at Microsoft in their connected systems division and then was recruited by SAP and moved to Germany in 2007 and never left. I live in Heidelberg, Germany. I've had for several years my own consulting and training company and recently have launched a couple of interesting things. One is a career accelerator for product managers called career.pm. And the other is kind of like a search engine for product managers. It's called pmfont.com. And you can go there and just about any topic you can imagine, you can find really high quality curated resources on it. So that's what's keeping me busy these days. Very good. I'll I'll definitely link both of those resources in, in the show notes. So the, the topic for today is why product managers should be more involved with architecture. And it's, it's ironic and funny because I'm in the last two weeks becoming more involved in architecture discussions myself. And I'm really curious how like the origin story for you of, of how it came up that PM should be more involved in these discussions. I think there are two kinds of PMs. Uh, PMs that have been burned by architecture issues and PMs that don't care about architecture. So we usually don't care until we feel intense pain around architecture. So in my past, I have built framework products for big, tough B2B kinds of problems. And I have just been punished by making too many compromises around architecture having an architecture that wouldn't scale the way I wanted to, having an architecture that didn't let me reuse stuff, you know, limited my agility, having an architecture that just wouldn't support the use cases. So the one that comes to mind is I was working on, think of it as a workflow product. My goal was to make a new type of workflow process management that was very flexible but we designed and architected the engine to use a compiler, which made things way more complicated. And I'm not sure I would have been able to change it. That design was done when I joined the team, but I should have spoken up more. And you know, we paid for that. I wasn't able to do some of the cool things I really wanted to do, uh, just because there was a kind of design and architecture issue. And I can probably, if I think about it, come up with tons of other examples 
of smaller things that have just, uh, you know, impacted the business. I guess that's the message. Bad architecture can destroy your product business. So, so it seems like there's, there's two lanes we could go down from there, right? Where there's a new product and being involved in making sure the architecture is built in a way for the, the way that the product manager, or the, the founder of the startup might envision the product going. Um, but for existing products, it seems like it, it's a pretty foundational thing where PM should probably come in and, and try to understand the architecture to figure out where current constraints are and things they may have to work around in the future, right? Yeah, that's right. I think if it's a new product, you're more assessing trade-offs between time to market and making compromises around architecture, which you inevitably make. Uh, in an established product, yeah, this is really foundational. You know, I liken it to the framing of a house. At least in the States, you can see these wood-framed houses. Uh, that's what the architecture is. So if you've already built the house and decide you want to reframe it, best of luck. It essentially involves tearing everything down. Um, but what you need to do is look forward. Several turns of the crank usually. You know, this isn't like what's going to happen in the next release. Uh, what is, where are we going to be in three to five years? What will our needs be? Where is the market going? And if I go back 10 or 15 years, I think of a lot of companies making very painful decisions around, you know, moving into the cloud, going with a SaaS-based delivery model. And those product managers had to look at what they have. And the smart ones were saying, you know, in a few years, we're going to have to deliver this uh, on demand. So what can we do now to refactor, componentize? Can we put a plan in place so that my business isn't ruined in three to five years when all my competitors and new competitors start using this new, essentially, architecture to deliver their product? Absolutely. And uh, I mentioned earlier, how the, the, these are some of the exact things that we're going through right now is, uh, as my company, Swipe Clock, is trying to kind of go through its own transformation from a workforce management software to a full HRMS suite. And um, th these architecture conversations can get pretty hairy. So yeah, for definitely, sure. Definitely empathize. But for, yeah. for the PM out there who doesn't feel technical enough or doesn't feel like they have the, the technical chops to get involved in architecture discussions that it, it might be out of their depth, but what advice would you give to them? I would advise them to start slowly. There's a lot of high level stuff you can find on architecture. So look at the key patterns. It isn't like learning a programming language. There is this kind of 30,000 foot or 10,000 foot view you can get of it, get, you know, of the topic. So look at the, the patterns. You can go to pmfont.com and there's a bunch of information about these basic patterns. And where I always had a lot of luck was investing in relationships with architects. So it depends on the way the organization is set up, depends on the architects that you're working with, but it's very easy for them to kind of be in the background and for engineering to act as an intermediary. The you know, engineering leadership or engineers themselves, the people implementing the product are the ones who spend most of the time talking to the architects, but you need to kind of pierce that and have a direct connection. And sometimes just sitting with them, uh, it's just been my experience. Architects are really interesting people. Most of them, the 80% cases, they're really friendly. They don't have a skin in the game. You know, that all they want is for the right things to be done. 
and uh, yeah, help you uh, understand, you know, the choices that they're making. But what I have found is that most architects are just like super nice people. Uh, they are willing to spend some time. Uh, they are in the shadows, so they, I think, appreciate somebody searching them out and asking them questions. And some of the most educational technical sessions I've ever had were just sitting one-on-one -on -one with an architect and a whiteboard and having them explain what they were doing, what the relevance is, and then allowing me to show them what I think is on the roadmap and starting to think, you know, forward, uh, how we can align our architecture with our, you know, business plan, what we want to achieve. That's really good advice and, and something I should probably start doing myself. So thank you. So as, as humans, we have <clears throat> this tendency to weigh potential uh, gains less than potential losses. So we, we've talked a good bit about the benefits of being involved with architecture. And we've talked a little bit about what can happen if you're not. But do, do you have another example or maybe some uh, more glaring uh, reason uh, in terms of negative repercussions of not being involved with architecture? Uh, well, as I said, I gave the kind of one example. And if I think more deeply about it, there are a lot of little things. But I don't think you have to go too far in your network to really find uh, nightmares. And uh, I will, uh, I'm writing a blog post and I will try to find some examples in some communities that I've belonged to. I asked that question and have gotten some really emotional long answers. So what I would say is reach out to some of the maybe more senior people in your organization or in your network and ask them uh, if they've ever had pain around architecture. And most of them will be able to tell you a story that kind of scares you straight that makes you realize that, you know, you may not need to know how to code as a product manager. I don't think that's critical. I don't think you have to have expertise in architecture, but you better understand it. When they come and they say, we're doing this or we're changing that, you need to have the skills to realize that that's something you need to dig into and then find the right people uh, who can inform you. So I don't think you have to look too far to find horror stories. And if we go back to this uh, idea of the framing on a house, you know, this wooden structure beneath the house, it's pretty self-evident that if that is done poorly, if that's not built well, if you buy a house and it was not framed correctly, you are in for a lot of heartache. So take that to heart, invest some time in it, uh, develop some relationships with uh, architects. And yeah, I, I hope, to a certain degree, it's self-evident. And if you kind of search around, I will try to collect some of these horror stories and uh, write about them on the career.pm blog so people can look there. Awesome. And again, I'll, I'll definitely link to that so that way the listeners can find it. So to, to kind of wrap things up, Greg, you know, I'm sure we have the attention of most PMs by now. We, we we've kind of laid out the, the positive outcomes of understanding architecture. The, the really bad negative outcomes, um, uh, you know, the analogy of a house falling down because of poor framing is, is pretty powerful. So for a PM who's hearing this and it's resonating and they just, they want to know where to start, what that good first step should be, what, what advice would you give to them to, to kind of get started? Yeah, either go to PM font or Google and look for patterns. Uh, look for documentation about your architecture 
seek out architects. I think it's going to be a very exceptional case that they don't want to talk to you or have no interest. Uh, but you should go in there as prepared as you can. Uh, in mature organizations, I think architects are better than kind of engineers at documenting what they're doing. So I would just start getting involved. And I think you want to avoid the perception that you are coming in and trying to make sure that everything's being done the right way. So I would be very kind of passive and I would just say, hey, you know what? I know this is a technical topic, but I think it's critical. That's a great thing to tell architects that you understand that architecture is important and can make or break the business. And then maybe ask those people like, you know, is there some overview or can we sit down for a few minutes? Can you help me understand our current architecture? And let me tell you a little bit about our roadmap. So that does imply preparation. You have to know where you're going uh, to have, yeah, any ability to plan from an architectural perspective what you're going to need. So maybe that's the first step is get your house in order. Make sure you have a really good idea of where you want to go, what you want to do, and sit down with architecture, and, you know, with architects engineers who understand the architecture and say, hey, you know, I'm not an expert here. I just want to make sure these are my plans. Uh, are there any kind of icebergs lurking out there that we need to be aware of that we can steer clear of so that, uh, yeah, I can get the business results that I want? Absolutely. I think that advice to prepare beforehand, have an idea of where you want to go before you enter those discussions. It's definitely great advice and definitely make the conversation a lot more productive. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to link the resources to career.pm and, um, and PM font. Um, if the listeners want to connect with you, uh, where would you suggest they go? Uh, LinkedIn is easy. You can go to my site. My name is pretty distinctive, Prickroll. So look me up. I would, I love to connect with product people on LinkedIn. Uh, look at, Career.pm, if you're interested in kind of taking a more strategic approach to your career development, you can go to the site and schedule 15 minutes with me and we can talk and see if there's something valuable we can do for you. Uh, and yeah, I'm blogging. I've been doing a lot of events lately, but I think probably uh, if, you're, if we're connected on LinkedIn or if you look me up on LinkedIn, uh, you can figure out where I am and what I'm doing. Awesome. Well, Greg, thanks so much for coming on. I know this was super insightful for me and there's some action items I'm taking away from this conversation. So I know the listeners have, have enjoyed and benefited from it too. So thank you. Yeah. I appreciate uh, your, yeah, having me. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. That was Greg Prickle, founder of Prickle Consulting. Don't forget to check out the links in the show notes to all the great resources that Greg mentioned. If you're currently not as involved in architecture discussions as you should be, you should have a great idea of how to move forward and how much impact it can have on your product and your business as a whole. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode as we continue to bring you key insights from the world's finest product managers and product leaders. To help others find us, feel free to share this episode and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes and the Apple Podcast app and a review telling others what you like about the show. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you in the next episode of Podcast.